Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christy Dimitrikas, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, a company focused on teaching people the power of dreams and purpose and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us from reaching our highest potential. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services and my book at www.empoweredspeaker.com. For those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. And today I have a special guest to help me. Kathy Brunner is a certified career coach and the owner of Last Brand Standing, a company dedicated to helping people develop their dream career as an entrepreneur or an encorepreneur, which I love, which is people leaving one career and looking to start a new career as a business owner. Her mission is to inspire, encourage, and equip individuals to discover and develop their passion and to create a viable career from it. Kathy is the perfect career coach for you to work with if you answer yes to any of the following questions. Are you burned out in your current job, desperately needing some change? Do you need to create another revenue stream? Have you been thinking about starting your own business? Do you have a great idea but don't know if you can really make money from it? Do you want more control of your time and the money you make? Do you have a hobby that you would love to be able to turn into a successful career? Do you own a business but realize it's not as successful as you know it can be? Are you stuck trying to find clients or developing your product or services in the right market? Kathy Brunner is the author of two books, One More Serving, which is about amazing people who had a defining moment, hijacked their lives, and their incredible responses to that moment. And her second book is Finding Your Fire, the book that encourages you to find the match and create unbelievable success in your life. Kathy, welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show. Thank you so much, Christy. It's great to be here with you. I'm glad you are here. I always start by asking my guests to tell us something about them that is not in your bio. Okay. Well, I think one thing I would tell you is um, I don't have grandchildren right now, but I have many grand dogs. So at any given time in our uh-huh. house, the dogs tend to outnumber the people, uh, and we have to make sure that we let our guests know, especially if my entire family is here to meet them, that there's a very good chance that they'll be stepping over numerous canines um, <laughs> as they visit. So that's one thing people sometimes don't know about me. Well, what types of dogs? What's the, what's the range of dog types of dogs that you have? Oh, wow. Uh, we have a pug, an old pug. One of my children has a pug, so we have a little guy with us um, all the way up to I have a Weimaraner, so um, mm. he's about 75 or 85 pounds, and all different kinds of pointers and carriers and um, mixes. Most of the dogs uh, have been rescued, so we're not really sure how old they are. Sometimes we're not really sure what they are, but we don't care. <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> I love it. I have a dog, and uh, yeah, you just love your dogs. There's just something about a dog. Kids are great, but dogs are the best, in my opinion. The unconditional love, isn't it? Yes, it's yes, very much so. And I think until you've had one, and I actually grew up being very afraid of dogs. I grew up in the country, and. You know, most dogs were outside dogs. I mean, all dogs were outside dogs where I where I grew up. 
And so, you know, going up and down the road, being chased by dogs, I mean, I just came to have this fear of dogs. And as soon as my husband and I got married, I think we got a dog a year later. I was working for Ralston Fury and Pet Food Company, and I had this huge Dogs of the World poster just above my desk. So every day, all day, I'm looking at all these dogs. Oh, wow. I I didn't didn't want to have kids right away, so I said, hmm, why don't we go the pet route? And I wasn't a cat person, so we ended up getting a dog, and we've had dogs ever since. Yeah, yeah. I've had a very similar story. I actually remember being a a tiny girl at a bus stop, and our neighbors had a boxer, and he would look out their picture window, and as soon as the bus would stop, he would, you know, kind of go, running down the street to greet his family, and I was terrified of him because he was so massive. He was the most gentle thing. But very similarly, um, my family had smaller dogs, and when we got married, my husband had grown up out in the country, and, you know, the first thing he added was, if we don't have room enough for a horse, we will have room for several dogs. So that's what we did. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I read your bio, and your company is called Last Brand Standing, which is right. very cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about, but before you tell me about your company, tell me how you got to this point. Because a lot of what I read is you helping people to try to understand whether their current career is right for them, whether they should be launching into the land of the deep of entrepreneurship, or whether they can create some hybrid of that and really fulfill their purpose. So how did you get to this point? Okay, let me give you kind of this in a nutshell. I, I learned early on, I, I've always worked since I've been old enough to work, and, and I learned early on that it was important if you were going to spend a great deal of your time and your life working, that it was important for that work to resonate with you. And so um, I was blessed, and, you know, when I left college, I was blessed with a career where I went in and I got a job that I enjoyed. Um, but, you know, after about 10, 11 years there, I just thought, there's nothing here that I feel challenged with anymore. Um, what happened at that point was that I wanted to do the same job, but I wanted to do it as a contractor and on my own. So I went out and I started my own practice, and I began to do that job there. And all oh, about 17, 18 years in that, I had that same feeling again, that I've been there, done that, and I don't think, I, you know, that I, I enjoy what I do, but I don't enjoy doing it in the venue I'm doing it anymore, and I need a change. And so I've always been the person that recognizes when it stops resonating with your heart and soul, it's time to move on or decide what to do. Um, One of the things I also realized was that, you know, people would always say to me, well, maybe you're one of those people who doesn't know what she wants to be when she grows up. Mm -hmm. My own children would say that. You know, Mm -hmm. Mom, you're going to be that for a while. And I would consider a while that 10 or 15 years. That's plenty of time. And in in today's culture, four years is a while, you know. (laughs) So um, I would realize that, you know, that was an important thing for me to be able to pull out. This is what resonates with me, so this is what I'm going to expect to, you know, want to do next. And what actually happened is um, I had some people that said, you were so good at identifying what mattered to you, And you seem to be able to find in other people how they can direct what matters to them into, you know, perhaps a career choice. And then I, you know, just realized, well, maybe that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I guess about five or six years ago, I had decided that I really wanted to move more into career and business coaching. Um, And it really did resonate with me. It may have been the age and stage in life we go through, but it has always been really important for me 
to feel that what I'm doing resonates with my soul. So, you know, I was just a seeker. And sometimes I could seek and be happy for 5, 6, 10, 15 years. And sometimes I would seek and, you know, it would resonate with me less or more time than that. But one thing I really wanted to do was not, I didn't, I didn't ever relish the idea that I would get up and go to a job and just do it to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So your your story is 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 not unique, right? Um, Absolutely. I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure there are tons of people who have probably done exactly what you've done. But I would tell you, and you know this because of the industry you're in, there are much many more people who have not done what you wanted to do, even or what you did, even though. All the things you described, which is, you know, the things stop resonating with your heart and soul, all those things you described, they're still stuck. Yeah. And, and, and and stuck means a lot of things to different people. I mean, some people can't afford to be unstuck <laughs> in their mm-hmm. lives. So what, what, are the, what were the things that allowed you to make that choice? And then we'll talk about what is it that keeps people from making the choice as you've experienced? No matter what I choose to do, even if it's a bit of something where I think, you know, this could fail in an instant or this could be a total bomb, I always think in the back of my mind, well, that could happen, but you're never going to know if that will happen unless you try it. And, you know, I frequently have said to people, if you don't have something you want now and you end up getting something but lose it, you won't have any less than you have now because you don't mm-hmm. have it now. Mm-hmm. So I've really, I've really kind of been, I guess, um, I've always been led by the thought that you don't have anything to lose if what you have you don't have. So it's worth a chance of trying to grasp it. So that's one thing that I think I, kind of a motivation that I had to just go out and try. The second thing was I realized very early on that I'm the kind of person that doesn't uh, doesn't really enjoy having other people tell me what to do with my purpose and my time. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to find an area that really resonated with what I wanted to do with my purpose and my resources, you know, my time, my energy. Um, you had mentioned some people can't afford to do that. I think everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. So if they really want to do something different with their life, I think they can at least afford to plan a segment of that day working towards that goal. Um, It may take longer for some people because they need financial resources or they need more time, you know, more support. But I don't think anybody's at at a disadvantage, I guess, in saying I don't have enough time Mm -hmm. to pursue my dream. So, you know, in that respect, that's that's kind of the background that I came from is saying, well, you know, I, 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 what, what does it hurt? If I don't have anything, how can I lose anything? Mm-hmm. And I think too many people often worry about what if it fails yeah. instead of what if it succeeds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there <laughs> I think is the one area that for me became a different factor and motivator. I tend to want to say, well, let's get out there and roll up our sleeves and try it and see what happens. Mhm. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I, I what what you described is two very specific things. You had the motivation to try, and you didn't really like people dictating your life. In a nutshell, mm-hmm. right? Mhm. Exactly. Um, which, which is 
which is the spirit of most entrepreneur, most successful entrepreneurs, is that drive to try, to keep trying, to keep trying, and that sense of needing freedom and the, the opportunity to pave your own way. If I fail, I know I did it. I can't blame anybody else for it. It's, it's kind of all on me. Right, so that, right. That extra level of responsibility there. The one thing you mentioned that's, that I can – that certainly resonates with me was your uh, – what you talked about being 24 hours in a day. And it's funny how things come full circle because I would always tell people, I, when I speak to people and I talk about, you know, my, 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 my topics, and I always say, you know, we, we have 24 hours in a day. And so as soon as you hear that, I'm like, oh, she's getting ready to, you know, <laughs> say what I always say. But it's funny because for so many years that has always been my excuse. I don't have time. I'd love to be doing more of this. I was doing it, but I wasn't doing it as fully as I could have been doing it because I kept saying, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And you're right. The reality is we all have 24 hours in a day. The question is how do we choose to use that time? Because what I would also tell people is while we only have 24 hours in a day and that's equal for everybody, um, we make time for the things that are important to us. You certainly do. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I had been struggling with me personally was I had to tell myself I am not going to give that canned response every time somebody says, Christy, are you, you know, you want to continue to work full time and, you know, do, do your, run your business? Or Christy, when are you leaving full time? Or Christy, when are you? And my response would always be, well, I don't have enough time to really, you know, do this enough to make it full time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And my, my perspective has changed about a lot of that conversation, but the biggest thing that changed was me not saying I don't have time. Right. Because the other thing I figured out, which is which we'll talk about in a second, and I know which is a lot of what you do and you've said it a number of times is, times, is helping people to find their passion and their purpose. And I think that's one of the reasons people waste so much time. Again, personal testimony. We waste so much time because you don't really know or understand what it is you're supposed to be doing. So we just do anything. We just stay busy. And we're like, well, this guy, I, I got to do something because I know that's not it. So I'm going to come work over here. But I think really until you figure out what your, your true purpose is, you're never focused enough to, make, to prioritize the right way. And I you do feel true. like you're running out of time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think often that ex- that uh, I don't have enough time is a safe excuse because, as you said, if you appear very busy, then people will, will be apt to accept that excuse. Well, you just, you know, you really are a busy person and you're not going to have time to pursue the kind of things that you really want to, to pursue. I think the most dangerous word that some people use sometimes, particularly when they're in a situation that they know they need to change, is that word someday. Mm-hmm. You know, well, someday I'm going to do this, or mm-hmm. someday I will make this different. And then it becomes someday, you know, um, after the kids are in school, someday mm-hmm. after the kids graduate high school, someday when we move to a different city, someday when I'm done with this degree. And the someday's just pile up until you've allowed yourself to use that comfortable excuse because you just, you know, you have a personal fear or you have a personal anxiety about something you know you absolutely should have done something about a long time ago. But, um, you know, it's, 
almost everyone I know, including people who are successful entrepreneurs, have had had to cross that bridge of safe excuses that kept them from being where they needed to be because it just looked like, ah, you know, I'll I'll have to make some out-of-the-box changes here and I'm not sure I can do that. And it is going to require me to have better time management skills or perhaps, you know, go off into a direction that I'm not as comfortable with. And so one of the things you do is start to say, this is not a good time or I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, they, you know, you just build on the excuse of those things. I think that is so true. A lot of what you do is I've perused your very cool website. <laughs> I, I would encourage well, you all, if you have not gone to Debbie's <laughs> website, just go to her about, I think it's about page or about me page, and just read it. I had, to, you know, what I read you in the bio was Christy kind of calling it down, but oh my gosh, it was so hilarious. You learned so much about Kathy just reading her, her bio page. So I encourage you, if you haven't done that, uh, take take a look at it and, and really you'll, I think you'll find a lot of, out a lot about her and be very fascinated as I am. So let's talk about people who are currently in careers. Okay. So they're, they're, they're working a job, have been, um, and, and maybe very happy doing what they're doing. Okay, maybe not fulfilled, but happy. So I think you can be happy and not necessarily be fulfilled, or you can be content right. sure. and not necessarily mm-hmm. be fulfilled. So for those people, let's not even talk about the people who hate their job, right? For those people, I believe that it becomes the biggest challenge because you're content where you are, but you're not fulfilled. So you, there's that, that calling, that pulling that, that never leaves your head. I, there's got to be something else. It has to be something else. So people who are in that place, what what do you say to them? Like how do they get to that point of starting to think about what could potentially be plan B or plan A.1? Meaning you don't have to leave corporate America or leave wherever you are, but how do you start to fulfill and identify what your passion and purpose is? You know, it's interesting because I would say probably over 80% of my clients are clients that are, are in positions where they're not just looking to jump ship. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for a different venue. They're just looking for something more to complete the way they feel. Um, I had a personal friend who for years followed the profession of her parents, and she was good at it. Um, her parents were teachers. Her father was a college professor. Her mother had done teaching, and so she graduated with a teaching degree, and she was very good at it. But she had burned out at it probably well into six or seven years of teaching. And one thing I saw in her it wasn't that she didn't, as you said, like her job or seem to, you know, at least be able to get to work and feel like she was putting something, time in that, you know, she could she could resonate with, but was that there was just something missing. And what I usually say to people like that is you need to find what you really enjoy doing that you would do even if you didn't get paid for it. And you need to carve out some time in your day, in your week, you develop in that area and for her it was photography and she had thought Mm -hmm. long and hard about just chucking the teaching profession and going into opening up a photography studio but something about that didn't seem right to her either she you know she Mm -hmm. felt like I well I just don't know maybe this is just a passing phase but as she developed her skill in photography she began to enjoy it first as just a hobby and to Mm -hmm. make sure she had time to you know pursue it then it became 
an area where she started to offer her services to people and say, well, I don't mind, you know, doing some videos of that for you or doing some still shots of that for you. And gradually she got to the point where she realized, I really enjoy this and I'm pretty good. And, you know, people have have uh, asked me for my services. I think maybe this is a business I can create. Now, mm-hmm. not everybody goes through each of those steps, but for many mm-hmm. people who are missing missing that something where their life seems like it should be perfect and it should be great because things are going well, you know, they have an income, they're paying bills, everyone seems happy, but you always have, as you said, that little voice that is telling you, wouldn't it be great if you could see what you could do in this area? You know, I wish I had more time to pursue this. For those people, I really encourage them to work on a plan and a system that helps them develop time to create developing those skills. It doesn't necessarily have to go into being a business or being a career. Mm -hmm. It may or it Mm -hmm. may not. But when you're not doing or creating time to do what matters to you or to do what you feel led to explore, you're missing that segment of your life that's important to complete you. And when you're missing it, you sense it no matter how good your life is. You know, you as you said, it's that little voice that says, yes, but. Mm-hmm. So you need to start directing activities, purposeful activities, to complete that area so you can determine whether or not what you're feeling you should do is is really something you're being called to develop. I think that's great advice. What What would you say, Ben? Okay, so we got our call about happy people. Um, what would you say are some red flags that would indicate that you might just need a change in career? I tell people that there are four areas that um, they need to look at that just tells them it's just time to move on. This is not a good or a safe, you know, area for you to be. And that if they feel just burned out, that if if nothing feels like it matters. They go to work, they're burned out, they're, they're exhausted before they start. Um, you know, they're in a situation where just looking at having to deal with it is, is frustrating. So the burnout's a big red flag. Boredom is a big red flag. If you're doing something just to go through the motions, for many people in a career, it's, well, it pays the bills. Well, many ways pay the bills, but if you find yourself just spinning your wheels and spinning your wheels and you're bored to pay the bills, then you can have a very high-powered six-figure income and be bored. But that's a red flag that tells you this is not really resonating with your, you know, your heart and soul. Um, If you feel barren, if you feel like what you're doing um, doesn't have a a distinct purpose. Uh, I'm working with a client right now who has a very high-powered job, but she said to me, I just feel very robotic at it. I feel like I go in and I do things, and I know somewhere down the line it affects someone, but I'm not seeing that immediate it's important for them to have me in their life kind of moment. But if your job leaves you feeling kind of like, you know, I don't see where there's any purpose to this or I don't see how I matter to this, that's a big red flag. And then I think the final red flag is if you feel out of balance, if the culture that you're working in doesn't uh, connect with the culture that you personally have, um, that's a very strong disconnect. If you're working in a situation where you just no longer can connect with those same cultural values and those same same ethical values, I think that's a red flag that you have to move on. Well, it's funny because I've I've worked for a number of companies over my career, and each time I can identify 
one of these red flags for when I made mm. the move to go from one company or change a career. Wow, those are good. Burnout, boredom, barren, and out of balance. Yeah, and I think they're pretty universal. As you said, I think everybody yeah. experiences one of those at some point and says, this is what's wrong and this is why I need to move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the best advice? This will be a, a, my last question to you for today. What's the best advice you would give someone who says, all right, I'm feeling it. I'm like the photographer friend that you just uh, <laughs> talked about earlier. I'm ready to go from the job I've had or the career I've had since I left high school or college, and I'm ready to do my dream career. What's the advice you would give them? Stop waiting for the perfect time. There's not going to ever be a perfect time. Do something now. Are you kidding? That's a terrible (laughs) thing. Well, it is because so many people, I have never, and I mean this seriously, I have never met a client who told me, that they wish they would have waited longer to move mm-hmm. on. Um, it, I think, you know, people have to make a commitment to As I, The first thing I do with some of my clients is say, open your calendar, put down a circle. When do you want to be where you want to be? Because if you don't know when you want to be there, it's very hard to develop a plan to get there. You know, and I always tell them, it's like if you want to visit Europe, but you don't know when, then you don't know when to get your airline tickets, and you don't know when to explore the hotel. So it's just a thought. If you really want to do something, you have to commit to a time frame and you have to start. And for many people, that's the hardest thing to do is to say, I will, you know, put the keys in the ignition and let's get going on this journey. It becomes, again, that safe excuse of, well, someday I'm going to do this. So the biggest advice I have to give them is you are just wasting more of your life Mm -hmm. waiting. And you don't get that time back. None of us get it back. So that's so true. And and you know, at some point, you do start to get yourself into a funk. You go, "Oh my God, I'm 45 years old. Really? If I had just started this." And I think that's another thing that draws people back. You're right. The longer you wait, the more excuses come up that keep you from starting. Oh, now I'm getting too old. I'm too old to start a new career. You know, all those things become become excuses for people. So, great advice. Great advice. Well, Cassie, I would love to take this opportunity to uh, give you this opportunity to, to let people know how to contact you and just anything you want to share as we wrap up tonight. Sure. Um, they can go ahead on my website. Um, thank you for sharing that you enjoyed my about page. It's certainly true. Um, it's kathybrenner.com. Um, they're also very welcome. I have several free things they can download there. There is a blueprint for change. It's a free download. They're welcome to sign up for the newsletter. And for anybody who's kind of thinking of moving on or just wants to talk about some ideas they have and maybe, you know, what they can do and what changes they can make, I have a free 30-minute consult they're welcome to sign up for. Uh, and, you know, we can just chat. Sometimes I, I really just want people to know that sometimes you just throw an idea out there and someone can help you just get it started. So um, I encourage people to do that. In fact, I, I want all of my clients to spend a little time getting to know me before they even decide whether or not I'm the right person for them. Very good. And then how do people get your books? Um, they can go to my website, and it's under products. I have several programs here that are um, kind of like a self-pacing program, and the book is also part of some of those programs, or if they just like the book, um, they can go ahead and uh, get it from the website there. We'll be happy to send it to them. 
I use the book in a lot of group training, uh, and I have found that a lot of people have <laughs> continued to tell me which page they're on in the book and what it's doing for them. So. <laughs> That's always very fulfilling to hear that. Well, it fantastic. Is. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being a guest on the Face to Conquer Fear radio show. And oh, I want thank to thank you. you all. Oh, you're welcome. And I want to thank you all, my listeners, for listening to the Face to Conquer Fear radio show with me, Christy Demetrakis. I invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at cdemetrakis. And on Facebook, I have two pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon.